I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's twins. Now, our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the twins in MLB. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Yeah, let's let's kick this off officially. It's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore hanging out here at Target Field, and happy Bartolo Colon Day. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to last an inning and two-thirds or four and two-thirds or eight. Maybe it'll go eight. And then rain is in the, in the, in the cards potentially tonight, too, so... It's possible that we might extend Bartolo Cologne Day into tomorrow, and maybe he even gets the day game of a split doubleheader and gets to pitch in like ninety yeah. degree humid, where he's just sweating buffalo wings. Some sauce. of those guys change shirts in hot days every inning or every other inning. I think he'd have to change every out. You know, actually, Carl tomorrow. Pavano. Did you know this? Carl Pavano was known for changing his undershirt every single inning. Really? So oh. if he went the distance. He did it with nine different undershirts. <laughs> the autograph throughout them the course all of a game. for charity and auction <laughs> yeah. those off. I hope um, he waited for them to dry first. And, uh. So this is a little bit of a weird <laughs> setup because we're talking just hours before Bartolo Colon takes the mound for the Twins. But I wanted to talk whether on Facebook and on the podcast just kind of about your thoughts because it's not typical that the Twins are the sort of the center of the baseball universe, and it feels like that today. It feels like Bartolo Colon starting against Aaron Judge and the Yankees on an ESPN game. The Twins are kind of the focus of baseball today. I think we might be in a vacuum with that comment. Cause, True. Because Jose Quintana just struck out, <laughs> okay. what was it, like 14 batters in seven innings or are something or whatever Quintana's it was. good? He's a good pitcher? So I think Chicago might, might take issue with that. Uh, it, it is, I guess, I'll, let, me, let me sort of twist what you said okay. and frame it this way. Today is the one-year anniversary of the Terry Ryan firing. In fact, we were here at Target Field a year ago yeah. for a, a very solemn, sort of uncomfortable, awkward press conference between Jim Polad and Dave St. Peter and, uh, and some assembled media in a, in a small little room. One year ago today, Terry Ryan that. fired. Okay. One year ago today, the Twins were 33-59. and 59. And 21 games out of first place. And so you fast forward, and whether it's just the excitement, quote-unquote, of Bartolo Colon being in town, or just the fact that they're, despite being flawed, a game and a half back of first place and playing relevant baseball in a, in a, in a series with playoff ramifications. I mean, not yet. We're still in July. Right. So, I mean, it's really, still. once we get to September, then you talk about actual playoff ramifications. But I think these series matter. I think you're trying to rain on my parade too much. I so, stick so, by center of the baseball universe. So you say center of baseball universe. <laughs> I say it just adds to the intrigue. For that, sure. that it's fun. This game, I was talking to somebody with the Twins and ESPN actually at the last minute. They were going to take last night's game, and they actually flexed to take tonight's game. So Aaron Boone is walking around yeah. here. This is a nationally televised game. On ESPN there because of Bartolo Colon. Proving so, my te- point. so technically it is the center of the baseball <laughs> you, universe. You can just agree at this point. That's fine. <laughs> I, we got a note here on Facebook from Zach that says, it sounds great. The exit velocity on your vocal tones is just perfect. So nice. it sounds like we're doing Thanks, okay. Thanks, Patrick Royce. We appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. We will answer questions, too. So if you, if you guys yeah. want to chime in, we're only going to be on for about 15 minutes doing this and, uh, and doing kind of a Facebook Live podcast combo. And let me ask you, because this is for our Facebook audience and for our Touch Em All podcast audience, we are talking here a couple hours before Bartolo Colon pitches. He's going to face a good Yankees lineup. Without the benefit of having seen it and knowing that more than half our listeners will be hearing this after that start takes place, do you think he's going to do well? Do you think he'll get through it okay tonight? Or could no, this be... I honestly don't. Okay, it could be a little <laughs> bit of a bus fire. I don't. Yeah, I... and. 
So he throws 87, 88 miles an hour. He just got hit around by the, was it the Iron Pigs? Lehigh Valley. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And in the first half of the season with the Braves, he was one of the worst pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Actually, we had Jason Stark on our radio show today, and Jason had the uh, Least Valuable Pitcher Award. He must have done some awards or something on social media or on, or on some platform. Was this just a Twins-centric, or this is... No, like MLB around the what? league. And he had, Carl, and he had uh, Bartolo Colon as the least valuable pitcher sure. in baseball in the first half. Yeah. And, so, and so I brought up to him, but do you think, based on the last few years, do you think his performance with the Mets, if he could kind of get back to that, do you think he could be the, tw- the Twins' number three starter? And, and Stark goes... A number three starter, and I said no. The Twins' number three starter. <laughs> That's a little different. The, 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 that, much different for for like the, the Dodgers or if you're the if you're the Nationals, he wouldn't be your number three starter. But well, for the Twins, we're looking for a number three starter. Right I'll now. I'll reduce expectations a little bit here and ask: Could he be the fifth starter? Could he make five to ten starts the rest of the way and not embarrass the Twins? Now, that's also a relative term. I did a column for the website. I know you didn't see it, but that's okay. I'll just fill you in here. I don't quickly. read your stuff, right, to be okay. honest with you. Yeah. Okay. You should bookmark the website. I get good. the condensed version right here. <laughs> I figured you, you just, just give me the spark notes? You use the website to yes. filter your thoughts and to test them so that you can that's bring right. them to the, to the big boy platform. Same reason we all use podcast. Twitter, right? Like we're on there just vetting our opinions. The way that I see Cologne and Derek Falvey, when they announced the signing, said, well, we think there are some indicators that he's been unlucky. You look at his uh, batted ball data and his strand rate, and you start to see a picture that he's pitched, we think, he's pitched better than his 8.14 ERA indicates. Now, what are his, f- what are his peripherals say? It should really be like a 6.5 ERA, so it's his, blame it on the fielders. His FIP and XFIP are like around 5, so like, <laughs> like grain of salt, in fact, shaker of salt. But as you sort of extend that out, he's, he's right to an extent his strand rate something like 48%, more than half of runners are scoring, and I won't get too nerdy and stats A good divey. strand rate would be uh, 75 or 80%. Yeah. I mean, but uh, if you're terrible at pitching, if right. you went out there and tried to throw 60 miles an hour right. to major league hitters, you'd have a crappy strand rate, My time too. to play it wouldn't be very good, no. <laughs> but also, let's fast forward that and say even the crappy pitchers by the end of the year have a strand rate of like 65%. So... It, it's it's a weird stat, and I'm not saying it's indicative that he's just going to make this huge, miraculous turnaround, but it's worth noting. It's worth noting that the Twins may not be signing up for an ADRA. They might be signing up for a 5 ERA. His uh, batted batted ball. Look at I, you. Look, I know. I, Are those heavy pails of water you're carrying right. for the Twins right now? <laughs> it is. Those if, cheap pull-outs. If there is a little bit of a parade <laughs> going on, I feel bad raining on it because this should be a fun day for baseball i mean like even if it goes poorly it's it's interesting it's fun sure. theater so along those lines i I've, i got an, an argument with uh, intern charlie on our maggie and judd show who thinks that this is just an abomination the twins not only are just doing this for marketing and publicity reasons but they could have called up a dylan g who is 32 years old and even yeah, though he, he pitched pretty well for rochester it's not like Dylan G was going to come up here if he's already had six unsuccessful stints in the big leagues and then this was going to be the one yeah. where the light bulb comes on. If the Twins are doing this for, let's say, 50% marketing reasons, and I don't think it's that high, but I, don't, I don't have a problem with yeah, that. I know. I don't care. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm in the minority because I look at this season, to this point forward, everything is house money. I don't advocate for them selling off top young pieces like Nick Gordon for win now rent a pitchers. So sure. if you can just if you can pick a guy up and maybe capture some lightning in a bottle and maybe put a few more butts in seats for the rest of the season, just make it more fun to watch 
while you truly ramp up for 2018, right. I don't have a problem with that. Well, I just don't. Uh, and, and just to fast forward that, the fact that you're advocating for Dylan G says exactly what you need to know about the fifth rotation spot because we, I say we got a question here about Mejia, and I'll just lump that into this. Scott, yeah, asks, Scott throws it in, yeah. How happy with Mejia have you two been lately? He's had some decent starts. And so true. he's right. Uh, it's weird, and I didn't quite figure out why he got pulled early from, from last night's game at the time of this recording. He had like 70 pitches in his his time before they went to the bullpen. I think it's third time through that order. Yeah. Facing Aaron Judge. Th- yeah. Although I believe he may have faced some of those guys a third time. Aaron Judge is 0 for 21 after the All-Star break. Yeah, maybe there's some... The Twins are his kryptonite, I think. Um, I'm actually not serious about that. Aaron Judge is a really <laughs> good hitter. You should see him take batting practice, but um, it's a spectacle. But So here's here's the way I look at Cologne. It's a fun story, and it's a bit of a sideshow, and if you get annoyed by that kind of thing... It's it's surprising that intern Charlie, who's uh, just a little bit younger than me, or basically the same age. He's, that, he's like 22 going on 74. I though. was just going to say. And he goes home and puts on suede slippers and <laughs> listens to Dean Martin. Okay, I and talks about the way baseball used to be. Hey, see, I'm going to throw it around. Tinkers to Ebers to Chan. So he doesn't like the sideshow nature of it. I kind of like that. I think it's fun. I root for stories. And this is a compelling storyline. So I am, personally, I'm not a Twins fan. I don't really pull for the Twins. But I want Bartolo Colon to do well for the spectacle of it. So if you that's fascinating. If you didn't know Bartolo Colon's age, but you just knew his performance with the Mets the last three years, sure. And he and went to the All Star Game at forty, I think, with the A's. Yes, he's been to the All Star Game twice in the last four years. Okay. So if you didn't know his age, and you just saw that he was really effective the last three years, and and just couldn't get it going in the first half of 2017. And the Twins are going to take a flyer as a team that doesn't want to go all in on a trade. They just want to test the waters. Throw another. There'd be in no that. criticism. Right. Say, oh, like if he was 32. Now I get that age matters. I'm not saying that his age is irrelevant because mm-hmm. it's possible that at 44 he's just out of gas. And and size matters too, Phil. I see what you did there. Yes. This is a PG show, okay? There are kids on Facebook. So you know, the, the minimum Facebook age is 13. Okay. <laughs> That's Would true. you want your 13 year old picking up on those sexual innuendos? I feel I like so. I feel like. The, the baseball fan kind of has been around that before. I'm not exposing them to this. Hey, guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades and there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. But the one thing I'll add to your argument is that the Braves felt he was worth $12.5 million this winter. So it's not like... It's possible he's washed up. I'm, I'm not discounting that possibility. But if it was obvious to everybody that he was washed up, he doesn't sign a one-year, $12.5 million deal in, with the Bravos. In fairness, the Braves haven't exactly made sure. a bunch of great, stable decisions sure. the last five years. Okay, that's fair. And secondly, fair if you are conscious, have a pulse, <laughs> and have an arm attached to your body, You're you make $8 million because <laughs> Mike Pelfrey is making somewhere in All that right. neighborhood. I was trying to so, agree with your point and make it stronger. Here so we are. I, I, it, is, it is amazing, though, too, but his, his first two starts with the Twins yeah. are coming against two of the most devastatingly difficult lineups. In ba- it, it's, 
couldn't they have run him out there against maybe the the White Sox lineup or well, something? They tried. They or, ran him against or the Oakland Iron Kicks. or somebody. <laughs> they tried sure. him against Lehigh Valley, <laughs> but the adrenaline's not there, right? He was only throwing eighty five. He's going to ramp know. it up to eighty seven. I don't know. Personally, you're, you're going to get you're going to get two guys who yeah. hit who hit five hundred foot moonshots in the mm-hmm. home run derby last week. And uh, with the Dodgers next week, if he makes it that far, yeah. you're getting the hottest team in baseball. Well, so, I think good so luck. I'll just say that. I think he'll make the start against the Dodgers. Um, and it's partly not based on, I know. Bold uh, prediction. Yeah, really He's going to make two starts with the Twins. <laughs> I think he will. <laughs> Overconfidence. And not two consecutive starts. Just at some point, he'll start against the Dodgers. <laughs> I think that it's, uh, it's sort of a referendum on the rotation in general that we're even talking about a guy like Bartolo Colon, who I think the popular opinion is, is washed up. I think that's the popular, like the pervasive opinion of baseball fans. But I mentioned that his peripherals suggest like uh, maybe he's a five ERA pitcher right now. Maybe. Uh, and I know baseball prospectus is a little more down on him than say fan graphs, but just for argument's sake, if he's got a five FIP and X FIP, maybe he's in that neighborhood. Only three pitchers can boast a better ERA in the twin starting staff. Santana, Barreos, Mejia. Right, but that's still not. That's just, that's still terrible. You've got to so be. People keep asking me when are they going to pull. You're bragging about the tallest no, jockey right I'm now. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying if you're height ordering jockeys, you need the five tallest. If that's what you're going I, by, I would. Yeah, I guess you know to to frame it one way. You know, and the, and this and this front office is taking yeah. all these things into account when deciding are they buyers, are they sellers, and this is an, another conversation probably for another podcast. But sure. But if you take. The eight starting pitchers that they've used so far this season, not counting Cologne and not counting. So the eight starting pitchers not named Irvin Santana and Jose Barrios. Okay. None of those eight would be in the rotation of the best teams in baseball. None Probably of them. Not. Adalberto Mejia, sorry, he's not in the Astros rotation. He's not in the Yankees rotation. The Yankees actually have one of the top untapped pitching prospects in baseball shredding it for AAA right now. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees... And, and they're going to be without Michael Pineda the rest of the year. The yeah. Yankees, and this is where you start to differentiate. Okay, down the stretch, as you're trying to figure out who's going to hit the gas pedal, what pieces do other teams have? Right. And they can call up Chance Adams to pitch in the second half of the season, much like they did with Luis Severino two years ago. Right. Um, the, the Twins are reaching down for Bartolo Colon, and then maybe at some point a Fernando Romero who's on the 40-man roster, but he's yeah. coming from double-A. Right. So even then, like the, the Twins just, they need Bartolo Colon. They need two things if they're going to be still in the race, I think, in September. Or a third thing could be Cleveland just doesn't get going. Yeah, never hits the They gas. need Bartolo Colon to be a legit quality starting pitcher for them the next two months. Yeah. And they need Irvin Santana to still be on the team and still be pitching the way that he's pitched the last 12 months or so. Sure. If those two things don't happen, this is not a playoff team. No, probably So it not. sort of starts tonight with Bartolo Colon. I wouldn't make a full judgment, but... You know, if he if he gives up seven runs and yeah. two innings, then I'm probably on the phone with teams about Irvin Santana. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, more so than I would be otherwise. I don't know. I think it's it's you're sort of hoping against hope with Kyle Gibson and Alberto Mejia. They've been better lately. I mean, just you look at their last like, eight starts apiece, and you're like, uh, okay, some clunkers in there, especially for Gibson. He'll have a clunker every once in a while, but you're you're like every once in a while. Yeah, he'll have a he'll have a decent performance every once in no, a while. No, look at his last ten starts. He's like a four ERA guy. His last ten starts, and and, and that is, but that's the pe- that's the peak of his performance right. of his career. That's right. So look, I'm not arguing that he's Clayton Kershaw or Oral Hershiser. You need a fifth starter, but you in the can't rotation. just block out Kyle Gibson's first two months. And I know. Say that well because he pitched well for what 10 I'm saying right starts. now is if you're a postseason team and you need these five starters to go the distance here, yeah. you have to hope Kyle Gibson hits that peak. 
of a four ERA. You have to hope Bartolo Colon is like a five ERA guy, and you have to hope Mejia has it figured out. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not saying like this is a likely outcome. I'm saying unless you're going to go make a big move for a pitcher, which based on reading the, some of the national reports, the Buster Olneys uh, of the world, that that's probably not going to happen. You're not going to go deal for a Chris yeah. Archer, a Sonny Gray, a Garrett Cole. You're going to try to slowly add or maybe add a small piece. Pat Neshek would be fun. Deadline. I love the idea of Pat, Pat ne- I did see a list of four teams in on Pat Neshek some, from someone, John Heyman or someone okay. today, and the Twins weren't on that list. Hey, let's wrap this up in the next couple minutes. If you guys have questions, we do have yeah. the Facebook comment box open. I'm just going to go down and throw some of these questions out and some of these comments sure. and, and kick it around. Uh, Tim asks, how bad is Cole Stewart if the Twins keep running out Tepish and Turley and Bartolo? Cole Stewart is not a starting rotation option at all, even though he's at double-A Chattanooga. He's not even one of the two best starters at double-A Chattanooga, even though he was a top-five overall pick. He doesn't strike any. I think he has more walks than strikeouts this year, and he's he's getting to an age where it's bleep or get off the pot territory. Yeah, he's he's turned into a – he was a power-throwing strikeout pitcher in high school, and now he's kind of a ground ball-reliant guy. ERA has been good, so – you know, maybe he gets a look next year. I don't even think he's a September call-up at this point just because he's not really been on the radar uh, in recent months. Somebody else asks about his rotation mates that you're talking about. Uh, if Cologne doesn't succeed, Spencer asks, is Gonsalves or Romero the next in line to start, or do they both need time at AAA? I don't think that they'd need to start in AAA to be in the Twins rotation, but with that being said, if they liked those two guys, I think, I mean, if they liked them now, if they wanted to hustle them up here, I think that one of one or both of them make the uh, Felix Jorge starts. Felix Jorge well, started two games, and he's not the same. He's not regarded in the same sort of echelon of prospect as those other two. And he came up at the time the Twins needed an arm. Some of it depends too. Like Romero is on the forty-man roster, so I think so. so unless he runs out of, if, and if they're both on the forty-man roster, then you know this applies to both. But but if they run out of innings, I don't know what their inning limits would be. If they don't, and they're on the 40-man, they're, they're probably up in September at You'd least think. to make a couple starts here and there. I'd think so. Um, but I don't think like they're the fifth starter. I don't think they're the answer right now. If, if the Twins yet. thought that, I think they'd be here already. Or, they, or in AAA by now. They would have yeah. fast-tracked them. Uh, Sean asks, okay, boys, how likely is it that Big Sexy makes it past the fifth inning tonight? Let's just let's just set innings. Let's just try to let's call the innings for him. Okay. Innings and earned runs tonight. So this stinks because Cologne. it's a podcast and somebody else has already watched him go two and two thirds and give up six That's, runs. That make, Yankees, makes but, it more hilarious. All right, you you go first, and then I'll I guarantee you I'll be more optimistic. All right, I'm gonna. Oh my god, I'm gonna say third time through the order gets Bartolo tonight. That he okay. starts off pretty well, or at least calms it down in like the second, third, fourth innings, but then. Pitch count and or just Yankees hitters get to him after four and two thirds. Okay. So they pull him four and two thirds and they're down like five to one. Okay, and I they think, lose the game tonight. I think five and two thirds. I think they win the game tonight. Oh, does he? I think does he Aaron pick up Judge the win? gets to him. He goes deep. Okay. And no, I don't think Bartolo gets the win. I think the bullpen picks up the win. And I also, I was going to put a, a number of runs on it. Five and two thirds. Five runs. Is what I think tonight against a very good Yankees line. Who's pitching for the Yankees tonight? I don't even know. Luis Sessa. So they're kind of digging into okay. their depth right, depth right now because... So it would have been Michael Pineda, I think. But, I think that's but the he's, he's undergoing but Tommy They Joe. had a bunch of games. They played like four games in 36 hours or something like yeah. that before coming to Target Field and then landed at like 
4 a.m. So yeah. advantage twins, especially in the first couple games. Uh, a couple more questions here, and then we are going to uh, Wetmore is going to go dig into the all you can eat media buffet downstairs because <laughs> it's, it's gain season, it is bro. Gain season, bro. Uh, Brian says names like Edinson Volquez and Brad Brock are coming up for trade rumors. Your thoughts or likelihood of getting guys like that without knowing. Brad Brock was the closer for like two months for the Orioles when um, when uh, what's his name was Zach on Britain. He was on the DL for a couple months. And Brad Brock, the last two years, has been one of the better relievers yeah. in baseball. I, I like don't that. know what his team control situation is, but I think you're talking multiple years on a guy like I that. I think he's at so, it's like three million dollars this year, and I don't know if he has another arbitration year left. But I'd I'd be much more I, Brian. I see your two names here. Much rather have a guy like Brad Brock than Edinson Volquez. Volquez does nothing for me. Walks the park. Not going to be an upgrade. If you're the mm-hmm. Twins, you're not looking to trade for a guy who maybe is your fourth, fifth starter. Like, you already have guys who are maybe a fifth starter caliber. You need a guy who's a second, third starter, if you're going to really deal for a pitcher. I think that's much less likely. It, at this point, based on what they've said publicly, I just feel like upgrading the bullpen is going to be the easier avenue by not selling the farm for a team-controlled starting pitcher. I think that's just unlikely given what they're willing to pay. Ideally, you need both. You need two, sure. two more trustworthy Desperately relievers and both. then for sure one more trustworthy starter to get you to, to three if you think that Santana and Barrios can be yep. that in the second De- half. I mean, so. desperately, you need both. But if you're not willing to pay the price, then you can't play poker. So mm-hmm. that's... We always make gambling references on this podcast. Yeah, so let's, let's end it there. <laughs> just right across my chest. If you're not willing to pay the price... <laughs> Just across your red chest hair. Yeah. Well, and then lower back. Then you can't play poker. <laughs> like that. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through bad jokes and twins discussion here. And my jokes. Wow. <laughs> We're out of here. I this is feel, ridiculous. I don't feel good about uh, that. Happy Bartolo Colon Day. And we'll see if our predictions about at least four or five innings are correct. And if you're checking us out on Facebook Live and you haven't subscribed to the Touch Em All podcast... Please do so and give us a nice, shiny five-star rating because then you can help people discover one of the top 15 Twins podcasts in the Twin Cities right now. Easily. See you guys.